Well, welcome everyone back to another floor of Corporate Courtney. I'm your host, Courtney Johnson. And for my loyal weekly listeners, I apologize for no floor last week. Uh, I did record an episode, but it had trouble uploading and then the file got corrupted and I was not in place to be able to re-upload. So as they say, the best made plans of mice and men. So we'll move right along. I am re-recording the subject. I think I probably could do a better job than I did last week anyways. But um, I do apologize if you were anxiously awaiting an episode last week and none came to show. But I was out because it was my birthday week and I was celebrating And I took my entire birthday week off from work. I felt like I have all this PTO and because of the pandemic, I didn't really use it. So going to make a change in how I operate this year, even with being from home, it is really good to take that step away and say, hey, I need a break. I need to unplug. And it was the perfect time for me to do so. Uh, I left, my birthday was Sunday, I was gone, and Texas froze over, and for those of you who don't work in supply chain, Texas is a massive hub for a lot of servers, warehouses, trucking facilities, carriers, so when shit hit the fan there, shit hit the fan everywhere, and so my team and my job, everyone was running around with like little chickens with their heads cut off. And I was out of pocket and I have never been so happy to say that I didn't know anything about it until it was all resolved. And it's not like they can fix anything in an ice storm, but you know how people are in corporate America. They think they can fix everything regardless of weather or things of that nature. So the panic and the ensue I got to miss and I got to come back to regular crazy, stupid corporate America stuff. So... Um, But the break was really refreshing and I was able with the change of scenery to get a change of thought and a change of perspective. And so this week I thought it would be really good to talk about setting boundaries at work. And for those of you who are people pleasers, that is a lot easier said than done. If you've ever taken like a psychology class or talked to a psychiatrist or anything, There is this idea that there are basic needs in psychological development. And I think this varies from who you talk to or what it looks like, but there's the idea of five A's, three A's, and essentially summed up, it's really whether you feel like you're being approved, appreciated, affirmed, um, you've been shown affection. And when those things, as you develop, aren't being met or you feel the need to overcome them, you start to really drive towards actions that help you fit in in that place. So if you're always seeking affirmation, approval, or acceptance from an outside source, 
then setting boundaries at work and saying no is probably the end of the world to you. Even if you aren't a people pleaser, you may feel like you may not get the promotion, that you might lose your job, that you may not seem like you're totally into it, or even that you're looked at as lazy if you say no or you put up boundaries in the workplace. It's just the way corporate America has set itself up and the ethos that drives a lot of what happens in the workplace is that if you're not trying to go above and beyond, you're not giving it your all, you're not a team player, and therefore there will be repercussions or, or setbacks for you in your career and the things that you want if you don't play ball. But the same can be said if you run yourself into the ground or you're overburdened and you started suffering burnout because you didn't put boundaries on the things that you're doing. We have to remember that we get paid to do a set amount of work in a set amount of hours. That's it. If you get paid twice a month, it's 80 hours of work, period. So anytime you feel the need that you have to do something after hours, or even if it's easier just to answer that email at 10 o'clock, you're going way above and way beyond. And it can drive resentment, even if you don't see it immediately. And honestly, there are people who are not people pleasers, who can spot a people pleaser from a mile away. And if you're unable to set up boundaries at work, those people can use you and manipulate you into doing work they don't want to do because they know that you won't say no. Or at least they're going to try because they know that you're you're not going to do a lot of pushback. And you're going to find yourself being overloaded with a lot of things that not necessarily in your job description. So it's imperative for you to start reassessing your need for approval or the fear of getting fired for saying no or going above and beyond and really start to assess what you're comfortable with. What are you comfortable with doing and what is within your job title? And when I talk about setting boundaries at work, there are a number of ways that you may need to set boundaries. It may be physical space if you're actually in the office right now. It may be emotional, what you're willing and not willing to share with a coworker or a colleague. But for the most part, what I'm focusing on is the boundaries we set for the amount of work we're doing. Like making sure you take your PTO. You're paid to take those days off. They're not going to give you a magical ribbon at the end that says, congratulations, you worked more than what we paid you for. No, take that. Take that off. Even if you're just sitting in your house painting your nails, take it off. Unplug. Get away. Use that time because the office place is going to use you if you let it. Or saying no to working on the weekends. If it's not in your job description to need to work weekends, and that's specifically for Folks with different time balances or doctors, I mean, you should probably work weekends if you need to work weekends. But for the most part, in most corporate America settings, you really aren't required to work the weekend. So why do you feel the need and the pressure to do so? Or are you checking your email at all hours of the night? And I'm guilty of this. I was in a Slack conversation with my director up until 10 one night. And not over anything important, just because she was working 
and I was available and therefore I had slack on my phone and was just actively working with her through things. And I need to be better at focusing on saying no to those things, which may mean I need to turn off slack notifications or or set a different time boundary to when those are turned off. Because if I hadn't seen it come through, I wouldn't have answered and therefore would have respected my time away from work. And in the season of Zoom and WebEx overload, maybe blocking off time on your calendar to actually get some execution time is a workplace boundary that you need. If there are things you actually need to get tangibly fixed and finished, but you can't do it because you're often in meetings all day and back-to-backs, you may have to find time to block off and say, I won't be able to attend that meeting because I have to do other parts of my job criteria. And I get it. Things pop up. I'm not saying every once in a while there aren't deadlines that have to be met or, you know, you really need to put in for overtime to get something done. That, I'm not saying all the time, but when you start to realize that it's not necessarily an emergency and it's becoming more of a consistent habit, then you have a problem. And that is where you need to begin to start adding in some of these workplace boundaries. And listen, I know there are a ton of articles and books out there that say saying no will earn you respect and you setting up these workplace boundaries are going to put you ahead of the game. And honestly, that's true. In Candyland, there are going to be times where when you say no, there are going to be repercussions. People are going to take it some type of way. They're going to think that you're not a team player or they're going to say so-and-so was able to go above and beyond and you didn't and that's why they're getting this promotion over you. There are going to be instances where this does not behoove you, but you have to also weigh that with your sanity. I mean, the amount of people under 40 who have been suffering from stress-related stroke or heart attacks is about 10 to 15% of all strokes and, and heart attacks at this moment, which shouldn't be a problem for someone under 65. But that number keeps growing for us younger people because we are on all the time and we're driving towards success so hard that we aren't weighing our physical, mental health to do these things. So really, when you're setting workplace boundaries, yes, it may not always come easy. And no, it's not what your manager would tell you to do or some baby boomer who also had a stroke at 30 would tell you to do. But it may be just the thing you need to create balance in your life so that you're around much longer. So you can create habits and a work-life balance. There is a part of that word life that you need to go ahead and make sure that you're prioritizing as well. So I say all this to say, remember to say no. Yes, that nasty two-letter word no is something you're going to have to start using a lot more of. And for some of us, that's a lot harder than not because we want to do everything. We want everyone to be happy. We want people to be impressed with us. But You can only do that when you have enough energy to do that. It's kind of like that cliche saying, you know, you have to pour into yourself before you can pour out. That applies. So if there is a situation or amount of work, as long as you're doing the job that you've been told to do and you've reached your max, 
you may have to say no. And that may come with having to have a discussion with the person coming to your ask. And be very transparent. I think a lot of times when people bring you stuff, it isn't in a malicious way. I mean, sometimes it can be. But for the most part, people are just trying to get things done. And so when they come to you, maybe it's a good pause to say, can you help me understand how I could do this? That way you can lay out all the things that you're working on. You can have that conversation. You can bring insight into what you're doing so people don't think that you're just dismissing it. And I don't mean to say, ask, you know, how am I going to do that in some snarky way? Genuinely ask so that they can stop and pause and really understand where you're coming from in that instance. And it may be able to be prioritized. Maybe this is more important than something else that you're working on. And it's a part of the discussion that needs to be weighed and valued. But for the most part, saying no and then opening that part up for discussion may help. And ladies, I know you're going to want to do this, but when you say no, you do not need to say sorry along with it. In fact, think of me being the most disappointed in you if you even remotely think about saying sorry after you have to say no. What are you apologizing for? You're doing your job. You're doing the best of your abilities. What is there to be sorry for? You didn't stab them when you said no, so there's no need to say sorry. Now, if you do stab somebody when you say no, probably best not to even apologize. Might want to just leave the area, but still, no need to say sorry. Say no and say it with your chest. I mean it. It will start to empower you as well to be a much more respected leader. A lot of sorries and apologizing is definitely in our nature, and I do it all the time as well, but we have to stop doing that. I think a lot of times we want to soften the blow for a lot of what we're doing, and that's fine, but it doesn't convey the message in today's world that you want. So please, when you say no, don't apologize for it. Also, be upfront with some of your boundaries. When I came back from vacation recently, I realized that I had been doing a lot of lunch meetings, and I think I've talked about it on previous episodes, but what I decided is my ability to fit meetings in my calendar and across other people's calendars is getting more difficult, especially since we need a meeting for every conversation nowadays. That being said, my lunch is my time. That's what OSHA gives me. I get time off. So I have now made myself a rule that I am not doing lunch meetings unless it is director or above approval. That means if a director puts something on my calendar during lunch, I'm going to be there. If a VP puts something on my calendar for lunch, I'm going to be there. But if some senior analyst who's just trying to make calendars fit wants to put something on my calendar, I'm not feeling obliged to go to that meeting. However, I can't just start doing that. I need to start communicating that out with people that I work with and in a space that says, hey, I have reevaluated what's happening here and this is what I believe. Now, if you think that this meeting has to happen, go ahead and escalate. Get your director on it. If I need to be there, I will be there with your director's approval. But throwing things on my calendar all willy-nilly because Susie and Bobby both had meetings at two and you don't want to miss 
the Australian Open at three doesn't constitute for me to need to have a lunch meeting. And I get it. Mapping calendars is very hard right now, especially across all the people that you need to speak with because we're all busy. But that means that something needs to be prioritized and something needs to move. And that needs to come from someone probably above your pay grade if you're putting the lunch meeting on my calendar. But it is also my job to make sure I'm communicating that effectively to say, hey, this is a boundary for me and this is where I will place it. You may also need to start delegating out work yourself. Yes, people are dropping things on your plate, but is there someone you can be dropping things off on their plate? Are you a manager with too much control and you need to start delegating out some of the work or sharing some of the perspective? And control freaks, I get it. You want to have a hold on everything, but you can't have a hold on everything. Eventually, when you have too many plates spinning in the air, one is bound to fall. And if you're not a manager, there's still a possibility you can share the work. Maybe there's a peer on your team that could help you. Maybe there's someone who's more suited for that area expertise that could work on it with you. It may not have to be a delegation as far as assigning work, but maybe sharing the work, maybe getting someone else in on it and bringing someone else in. It is all about a conversation. And the worst anyone can say is no. And just like in every situation, there are going to be people who do not honor the boundaries that you set up. And this is going to push you if you're someone new to setting up boundaries. However, it is important that you maintain your ground. And some of that can be alleviated by some of the conversations that you have. You know, I have X, Y, and Z to do. Do you think that this is above that? Or maybe bringing in a manager to help you or to prioritize. Assigning value to the work that they're asking for versus the value that you're already working on. And then plugging and playing where those things start to overreach. You don't have to do it alone. But... It is imperative to understand that just because you say no doesn't mean that everyone's going to accept your no. There are just people in this world who hear a no and think, ah, what they really mean is sell me. So take that with a grain of salt if something like setting up boundaries is difficult for you. And remember, setting up boundaries is going to look different for everyone. It's really going to be about you taking the time to stop and assess where you feel like you're being overloaded or you're on too much, you're not taking the breaks that you need, you really need to start assessing where your personal boundaries need to be placed. And once you look at some of the places where you feel like lines are being crossed, start to outline what those lines are. Put little bumper guards up against what those areas are that you need to work on and then slowly start to take one at a time. You're not going to be able to knock all of this out at once. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, but when you start small and you start trying to attack some of these areas in smaller places, it'll be easier to start saying no to a lot of the other bigger things and moving forward. And don't get me wrong, I am notorious people pleaser I seek validation from others. I'm working on it. You know, me, Jesus, and the therapist. But I am aware of what I need to work on, and I'm actively trying. So maybe it's something that you need to start to assess for yourself as well. And 
that's all I've got for you this week. If you have other ideas about setting up workplace boundaries, please send them to me at the corporate Courtney podcast at gmail.com or DM me on social media at underscore corporate court. I would love to take some of those ideas and start putting them into practice myself and sharing them with others. Um, thank you guys for joining in this week. Glad that you all are making it to my Texas listeners. Try and stay warm. Try and stay fed. We're praying for you all. So get through it. And until next time, toodles. <laughs>